being around sports media and a fan of oh my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment for the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Monday, March 21st, and we have yet another emergency podcast. Joining me to break down the Matt Ryan trade away from Atlanta to the Indianapolis Colts, John Breach. Breach, what's up, buddy? Uh, what is happening, Brinson? Do any I, quarterbacks play for the team they played for last year? No. So remember, remember, remember two weeks ago when uh, uh, everybody left the combine? It was like, there's not going to be any quarterback movement. This is going to be boring this offseason. And now all hell has broken Remember loose. two weeks ago when every NFC quarterback left the NFC and yeah. left the AFC? What is going yeah. on? So Matt Ryan, the latest in a, a long line. It's pretty wild when, and we'll get into that, of course, but let's, let's, uh, let's look at the, the compensation uh, is a pretty, not bad for, um for the Indianapolis Colts, just a third round pick. They are giving up in order to get Matt Ryan. Um, the, just to, just to set the background here, Deshaun Watson, who was traded to the Cleveland Browns, obviously was, the, the Falcons were in on Deshaun Watson, trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. They were working with Matt Ryan, as we've come to believe and to understand. On they are, So they had worked with Matt Ryan to get a restructured deal done so they could clear up some cap space. But that restructure was put on hold when the team started pursuing Deshaun Watson. They talked to Matt Ryan and kept an open line of communication with Matt Ryan while pursuing Deshaun. And the idea and the belief was they would trade Matt Ryan to a friendly destination, whether it was Indianapolis, San Francisco, as I floated, or maybe even Seattle. I don't know if he wants to go there, but somewhere that, that's not a bad landing spot um, at, if they were to acquire Deshaun Watson. It stands to reason that throughout this whole process, Matt Ryan was kind of like, you know, screw you guys for this. Um, and I know he's helping them, but it, it is, it is, if you're Matt Ryan and you're the probably the greatest player in Falcons history breach, Aren't you a little insulted if your if your team is is trying to acquire Deshaun Watson, who has twenty two, you know, civil lawsuits for sexual uh, misconduct lingering over his head, and you've been you know you've been a model citizen, you played well for the team, you had you had him within a few minutes of winning a Super Bowl, the twenty eight three lead, you won the MVP there, and now you're sort of looking at the landscape and thinking, man, you know, one, I'm insulted by the Falcons, two. There's no chance I'm winning anything with Atlanta. I only have a couple of years left, and Indianapolis sure does look like a pretty nice landing spot for a guy like Matt Ryan. Yeah, I mean, not just has he been a model citizen for the Falcons, but you look at what happened when he arrived. He saved the franchise from what then was the biggest legal NFL controversy of all time with Michael Vick and him getting suspended for the dog fighting. Boy. And then the Falcons come out and say, you know, we're taking Matt Ryan first round 2008. Matt Ryan saves the franchise, makes them successful 
uh, for the past 14 seasons. And so I'm sure to, to watching this legal entanglement happen where the, the Falcons are going after this quarterback with uh, 22 civil lawsuits hanging over his head did not sit well with Ryan. And so, you know, we did talk about it a little bit last week. It's not surprising that he wants out. I would never have gone back to Atlanta after they did that. And although we can say that this is, uh, you see the difference between a veteran quarterback and uh, kind of a, uh, for a, a young crybaby kid. quarterback like Baker Mayfield's out here publicly oh, yeah. Yeah. tweeting things and saying I want to trade and making demands Matt Ryan's just sitting back and saying yeah, I'm going to keep my mouth shut I'm going to let the situation with Sean Watson play out because whatever I say can't impact it so yeah. I say anything at all and then once that has played itself out then I'll let the Falcons know what's going to happen and that's what it feels like and it it also feels like the Falcons were thinking you know what He's been a good soldier. We're not going to screw him over. We're going to give Matt Ryan what he wants because he deserves it. Absolutely. And I think I, I don't I don't think this is this is a little bit reminiscent of the Matthew Stafford trade. Uh, and both former top five picks, Stafford first overall. Um, Ryan took uh, taken three after the the Longs, who are not not brothers, Chris Long and Jake Long um in that draft. And so I think for Matty Ice, it's it was probably like, you know, if the Falcons come to you and say, Hey, look, Deshaun is interested in in coming to Atlanta. We'd like to pursue him. You're like, yeah, that's fine. But, you know, if you want me to help out with this, you need to facilitate, you know, something beneficial for me. And the Falcons whiffed on Deshaun and probably, you know, at that, I, I, I wonder whether Matt Ryan wanted to be traded no matter what happened with Deshaun or, you know, like it, it would, you know what I'm saying? Like, was this something born? Do you think, do you think Matt Ryan's bitter at the Falcons or just like a little miffed and, and they had a deal in place where he could, they were going to facilitate getting him somewhere good. You know, I feel like his feelings were probably hurt when all this Deshaun Watson news broke. But as soon as he saw that the Colts were his landing spot, he's like, all right, you know, it's only been uh, I've only been mad for 48 hours. I'm going to go ahead and let bygones be bygones because I actually have a chance to win a Super Bowl with this team. I mean, we're talking uh, the Falcons are in rebuild mode. The Falcons are not doing anything in 2022. No one expects them to do anything in 2022. Matt Ryan would just be sitting back there getting beat up on every play. And now you go to a team that has a legit shot. You're a Super Bowl contender in Indianapolis. So I think that he might have been unhappy for a, a day or two. But I think now he is very happy uh, because he is with a Super Bowl contender. Mm. Yeah, I think the Colts at 25 to 1 now on Caesars to win the Super Bowl. Um, I'll be curious to see if we've gotten any movement. By the way, the this is a a theme for the uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. They have had a different Week One starting quarterback every year since 2017. Scott Tolzien first uh, started for the Colts in 2017 when uh, Luck was injured. Andrew Luck came back and started Week One in 2018 and then retired. They had to roll with Jacoby Brissett in 2019 because Luck walked away in training camp. Then they signed Phillip Rivers in free agency in 2020, traded for Carson Wentz last offseason, and you know had the debacle at the end of the year against the Jaguars in 2021 that facilitated moving him to Washington, and now bring in Matt Ryan, who we assume will be their Week One starter in 2022 if he is if he is healthy. Uh, just trying to see if we've got do we they may have taken him down. Nope, we got division odds. The Titans were minus one of five prior to this trade to win the division and the Colts were plus 150 to win the division before this trade happened. Now over at Caesars Titans are plus 110 to win the division Colts plus 125 Jacksonville Jaguars plus 625 and the Houston Texans 28 to one. If you were making a bet breach on the AFC South, 
uh, what, what would you pull the trigger on? And if you're, if you're, if you're watching on YouTube, one, smash that like button and two, uh, tell us in the chat, leave a comment on who you would take to win the AFC South right now. Uh, either your, your pick to win or maybe even the best value. If you, you know, like maybe you think the Texans are somehow going to stun the world at 28 to one. Uh, you know what? I am Mr. Tennessee Titans. I live in Nashville. I picked them to win the division last year. Uh, but I have to say that I think right now I'm leaning toward the Colts. I, I like Matt Ryan and Indy. I almost talked myself into the Colts uh, being a Super Bowl contender last year, but then I just felt like Carson Wentz wasn't going to get over the hump. And uh, Matt Ryan is a huge upgrade over Carson Wentz, and that's the bottom Agreed. line. And, and we can say, look, Matt Ryan's getting old, but that's he's not super old for an NFL quarterback. He's a former NFL MVP. If he has talent around him, he's going to play well. He has Jonathan Taylor. His offensive line is a thousand times better than what he had in Atlanta. The defense he has in Indianapolis is 10 times better than what he had in Atlanta. This is a much better team, and he's a much better quarterback than what the Colts had last year. And I will be shocked if the Colts don't win at least 10 games. I, th- I think nine and a half is a good no- overrunner for them. So you would take the over on nine and a half wins. Yes. Or maybe I got, I think, yeah, I think nine and a half is probably the number for both the Titans and the Colts going to that. That's what I would guess that the Vegas sets it at. I need to look at who their uh, opponents are next year, but I, I would think that, you know, it like nine and a half is a probably a good number. Do they play the Falcons? Wouldn't that be fun? They do play the Falcons. Of course they do. Wait, the, do they? They play the, the, uh, no, they don't play the Falcons. Oh, no, no. I was looking at the Falcons schedule. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, the Falcons. Yeah, they I was like, why do the Colts play the uh, the Buccaneers twice? Something's <laughs> wrong here. I want to ask, yeah. is Carson Wentz – God, I'm in my bad habits. Is Matt Ryan the best quarterback in the division now in the AFC South? Um, I think he, for 2022, yes. Yes, just one year. For just 2022, I think you would I, I would guess that Matt Ryan has the best statistical production in the division and is the most impactful quarterback. Although I think it is worth noting that in a Frank Reich offense, you know, you, you would expect to see fairly like I don't think they'll be hyper aggressive in terms of passing the ball a ton, right? Like I mean, we've we've seen so Carson Wentz. Let's see, Carson Wentz had how many attempts last year? And, and Matt Ryan, by the way, 2021 season, the worst he's had in a long time. Passing yards was his lowest since 2010. Passing touchdowns, 20. My goodness. Lowest since 2008. Yards per attempt and air yards per attempt at 7.3 and 7.1, respectively. Lowest since 2013. I think you can attribute some of that to a lot of that to both Arthur Smith's offense and the offensive line. And just a general lack. You know, they lost Calvin Ridley midway through the season. Kyle Pitts was really good, but you know, solo they traded Julio Jones in the offseason. Um, you know, it's just not a not a not an ideal spot, uh, not an ideal situation for a guy like Matt Ryan who's not mobile and you know, and um anyway, 516 passing attempts for Carson Wentz in 2021 and in 2020, Phillip Rivers 543 passing attempts. So I mean, I think you can make the case that we could see a you know Matt Ryan had 560 last year 626 led the NFL the year before for a four-win Falcons team um his lowest previous was 2017 when he went 529 and then with Kyle Shanahan in, in 2016 had 534 so you know I, I think we could see something like a, a much more efficient version of Matt Ryan 
than we've seen the last couple of years. Well, and Brinson, I think that's a key because you look at Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan loves to run the ball. We all think, you know, hey, look, he wants to air it out. And we saw him air it out a little bit with Matt Ryan in 2016 with Matt Ryan won the MVP. But as you mentioned, that that 2016 season was the second lowest uh, passing total of the past decade. His rookie year, he was lower. His second year in the Falcons weren't really relying as much on him. But since 2010, uh, those were the two seasons with Kyle Shanahan where he wasn't throwing as much. He was still throwing the ball. And so now you have the Colts who have Jonathan Taylor as an option. Matt Ryan's not going to be asked to throw the ball 600 times in Indianapolis. And so you put him in that 500 number, and that's where he's had his most success. I mean, you look at every single season where the Falcons were winning 10, 11, 12, 13 games, and most of those seasons he was throwing passes somewhere in the 500 range. That was his pass attempts number. Yeah. It just it just stands to reason that with Frank Wright, you're going to get a a heavy dose of Jonathan Taylor, a bunch of play action, and you know what the Colts the Colts need. And man, they still got Michael Pittman. I know that you know. Do they bring back T. Y. Hilton? They they make him the assistant wide receivers coach with Reggie Wayne. Um, as, a, as, a, as a Colts receiver joke that didn't land at all. Uh, Ashton Doolin they like a lot too. They need to get another wide receiver, I would think, to kind of beef up that 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 offense, but you have, you know, Quentin Nelson uh, on the offensive line, Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith. I mean, they got a good offensive line. No Allie Cox, you know, maybe still some potential, some untapped potential there, but yeah, with Taylor and Naheem Hines, you, it's hard not to like this offense. 13 to one to win the AFC, by the way, tied with the Titans, the Titans and the Colts are. So actually, if you like, if you like Indianapolis, now would be the time to bet Indy, I think at plus 125 because it stands to reason that both if the Colts and the Titans are even here at Caesars to win the Super Bowl and even to win the AFC it stands to reason that they should probably be even to win the division as well right yeah absolutely it, but you know there are a couple things you were going through the Colts roster kind of and I think they're big gaping hole right now especially when you uh are trading for a quarterback like Matt Ryan who isn't exactly mobile your gaping hole on offense on your depth chart is at left tackle because you have Eric Fisher leaving. You have no idea who your left tackle is going to be. Are you going to sign someone? Are you going to use one of your backups uh, on the roster? Are you going to draft someone? Are you going to you, trust a rookie? And you don't have a first-round pick, obviously. That, that one's good. It stings for them, too, because that first-round pick could have been a pretty good spot um, for, them to, uh, for them to draft. They do have the 42nd overall pick and the 73rd overall pick, which they got from Washington in the Carson Wentz trade. And then they sent a third round pick. Do they send the 73rd or the 82nd? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't seen third round. That's all we know. Yeah. They might have been, the number might not be out there. Uh, but I was going to say, wouldn't it be hilarious if they go out and sign Taron Armstead? That's actually a really good idea. I mean, they have... Over the cap has the Matt Ryan trade in the salary cap number. So right now the Colts have 15.8 million left in salary cap space. Easily signed. So they could definitely make room for Armstead. And that, I mean, then you become one of the favorites. I mean, we're, we're talking about the favorite in the AFC South. You had Armstead. I feel like you become one of the top three favorites in the AFC. No, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, the AFC is, I don't know about top three favorites. AFC is loaded, but if you add Armstead with that defense and everything you've got, you know, on that side of the ball. And then you go and get a wide receiver, maybe with 42nd overall. Yeah. I mean, like the, you could see, uh, uh, it looks like they sent the 82nd in the, in the trade to, to the, uh, wait, is that, is, is that right? That they got the second round pick for, 
Wait, why was I thinking that one of the Wentz tri- one of the Wentz picks was like subject to his playing time? It was. Okay. He had seventy percent. No, no, no. That was the yeah, but from the. So it looks like you're right. It was the eighty second overall. Yeah, eighty second overall traded to Atlanta for Matt Ryan, and that's a steal because look, you know who's the most bad about this trade. The uh, Cleveland Browns? Cleveland Browns. (laughs) Yeah, really. I mean, because they probably wanted a first or maybe a second round pick for Baker Mayfield. And uh, if you're the Colts, uh, let's see, do we give a third round pick for an established former NFL MVP? Or do we give a second round pick for somebody who spent the past two weeks pouting on Twitter about how much he hates his team? Yeah, I think we're going to go with option A. Oh, that's right. Okay, I forgot. All right. So the the Colts and the, um, the Colts and the, uh, and the command, the the Commodores swapped second round picks. The Colts were had 47th and swapped to 42 with Washington. And then next year's third round pick that Washington sent them is the conditional. If Carson plays 70% of the snaps, Indianapolis gets a second round pick instead of a third round pick. So that's, and that, that seems likely that that would happen. Otherwise it's a real disaster for Washington. So, yeah, I mean, I think you got 42 and 73 overall, one of those picks maybe gets used on a wide receiver unless you feel like, you know, you can, um, you know, unless you feel like you can bring back T.Y. Hilton and T.Y. Hilton, uh, Doolin and Pittman is enough to get you there. I, I'd, I'd like to see him add maybe one more. I, would, I mean, Drake London's not going to fall to him, but, uh, you yeah, know, there could be a good wide receiver there at 42 for the Colts if they want to try and uh, try and keep going all in. And, and maybe uh, you call up Odell Beckham. I mean, there's definitely, we talked about with oh, Jarvis uh, Landry. the Packers losing all, yeah, all those receivers. We talked about some of the replacements maybe for uh, Devontae Adams and the Colts are in the same boat. Like there are some free agent receivers out there if you want to take a look and if you want to add another weapon for Matt Ryan. Yeah, the Beckham thing is still tricky though, just because it's like coming off an ACL. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, is AJ, AJ Green still out there too? AJ Green, Sammy Watkins. I don't hate that. Will Fuller. Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Uh, Will, you know, uh, I mean, Will Fuller's a nice downfield option, but I mean, look, Michael Pittman can be a true number one. I feel like, but you need you need to complement him with something else. AJ Green would be an interesting option, but maybe he's too old at this point. Um, I don't know. Look, oh, you know who's okay. Uh, Keaton Croxon in the chat points out Julio Jones released by the Titans. Ooh. If Julio will come for less money than. Uh, you know, for enough enough money where you can still facilitate, you know, potentially signing a, a left tackle like Armstead. I mean, you, if you had an Armstead and Julio, the hype around this Colts team would be outrageous. Like people would be geeked up to select this Colts team in like to win the division. Like I think add Julio and Armstead, and even if it's more like that's more about it's like splashy name value than actual potential production. If Armstead and Julio can't stay healthy, uh, I do think there would be a lot of hype around this, this Colts team. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. And we come back. What does this trade mean for the Falcons moving forward? The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H track, all wheel drive standard third row seating available dual wireless charging pads. Ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating 
out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. If you're watching live on YouTube, smash that like button. Come on, people. Hit the like button and tell us who you think the, Col- the uh, Falcons should draft at number eight in the 2022 NFL Draft. When... Wilson and I did our uh, did our mock draft show like literally right like the Matt Ryan trade happened while we were doing the mock draft show. He had Kyle Hamilton going eighth overall to the Falcons. This is before any quarterback had gone because he had this the Seahawks taking Malik Willis uh, number nine with the very next pick. Matt Corral fell to the Saints at eighteen. The Lions took Sam Howell at thirty two, and Kenny Pickett fell out of the first round. Breach, do you feel like the Falcons need to use the number eight pick on a quarterback here? Uh, yee- I think they see what's in the QB market over the next uh, week, two weeks, because you know we've seen some speculation they might trade for or sign Marcus Mariota. I think that would be an interesting addition because uh, Arthur Smith, very familiar with Mariota because Smith was in Tennessee during the time that Mariota was there. And so if they make that move, they would only make it because Smith is a fan of what Mariota can do. And if you do add him, I don't think you draft a quarterback this year because he's still young. And if he looks good uh, running Arthur Smith's offense in 2022, then you say, all right, well, now we don't have to worry about quarterback. So I think if you add him, you say, let's give it a year. This isn't a great quarterback class. Figure things out next year. If you do not add him or if you don't add anyone in the next week or two, I think you start going, all right, we're going to the draft. We're taking a quarterback with our first pick and let's decide who's the best. There is um, certainly going to be some interest in Tuesday's pro day and Wednesday's pro day as we've got Malik Willis on Tuesday working out for Liberty and then Matt Corral uh, working out on Wednesday uh, with Ole Miss, we'll see how much they do and and what it all pops out with. But you know, I think uh, there's been some buzz that like the perfect landing spot for Malik Willis could be the Falcons. Um, my boy Thor Nystrom at NBC 
points out Malik Willis grew up in the shadow of the Georgia Dome, spent the youth of dreaming being the Falcons Falcons starting quarterback. He's the closest thing to Michael Vick, the NFL scene since. He says Wentz won't be available at one eight, but if I'm Atlanta, I offer the house to move up a la Vick. Um, I think there's an okay chance. I don't know. The Willis thing is like is weird because we don't it's hard to know how teams evaluate Willis right now. It does seem like anybody who drafts him probably has to consider him sort of a uh like maybe a potential sit and sit for a year and and, and learn guy. Like he, we don't know if he's definitely ready to start right now. Um the but the the possibility of adding Mariota in free agency and then drafting Willis at eight is kind of intriguing for me. I don't know if I would want to move up to Willis to get Willis, but if I could get Mariota, have him play most of 2022 and add Willis as well, I don't think that's a terrible idea. The only problem for the Falcons is breach. They have so many holes everywhere now. I mean, and they have this $44 million dead cap charge coming from Matt Ryan, which by the way is the record, the NFL record for the biggest dead cap charge in, in, in league history, breaking, ironically, Carson Wentz's previous record of dead cap money uh, that, that he set with the Philadelphia Eagles in 2020, in last year, because he was, when he was playing for the Colts. Um, oh, uh, I think the only quarterback under contract right now for the Falcons is Felipe Franks. No. Yeah, because Josh Rosen, I was wrong on the, the mock draft pod. Josh Rosen and AJ McCarron are both free agents. So Felipe Franks, the only, the only quarterback under contract. Marcus Mariota makes too much sense given his history with Arthur Smith, Felipe and then the Malik Frank. Willis thing is just kind of a fascinating subplot. Yeah, I don't know that. I mean, look, Malik Willis is tantalizing, but it's I I would just be a little worried about trading the farm away to move up and grab him because look, Michael Vick. If somebody wants to compare him to Michael Vick, that's fine. But Michael Vick played, uh, you know, at Virginia Tech and was electrifying there. Lamar Jackson, electrifying at Louisville. And then you have someone coming out from Liberty who just, they didn't play the type of competition that Lamar played in college or that Michael Vick played in college. And so, you know, you, how well is he going to adjust the NFL? He might end up being awesome. Like, there's no doubt about that. Sure. And offensive coordinators are a, a lot better about using talent like that, who, who mobile talent, who uh, can just get yards on the ground as easily as they can through the air. And so, but when you're playing teams like Louisiana Monroe and Middle Tennessee State and UMass, uh, it, it's hard to tell. You know, we can watch a film and say, oh man, he's outclassing these guys, but these guys are on a lower tier than what guys like Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick faced when they were in college. So, yeah, and, and he came and played in Raleigh in 2020, as I told Wilson, and you know, wasn't like, didn't blow anybody's mind with his performance you know, like like you know how's he gonna perform against nfl guys if he struggles against some power five defenses you know right right and um, that would so that would be my hesitation with him that doesn't mean i wouldn't take him i just have to really think that one through if i'm the falcons and I, i'm not sure i would trade up for him I, I don't think i would want to trade up for him especially if it's like a future first because you know you're again like this falcons roster is i mean you got jake matthews at you know you feel safe with him at left tackle, but he was drafted in 2014. Chris Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry, you know, you have all these, you have all these high investments on the offensive line, but they weren't very good. Kyle Pitts is definitely a blue chip guy. Cordero Patterson's a fun story, but I mean, he's, you know, he's an older veteran. Uh, Grady Jarrett was a, a 2015 pick. Um, you know, there's Lorenzo Carter, nice signing maybe in, in free agency. AJ, AJ Terrell has been great uh, at cornerback. And, 
I, I don't know. It's just like this roster is not built to win right now, not with that dead cap hit. So I just wonder what it, it, it doesn't feel like it's built to win right now, even though it's probably still maybe even the second best team, well, nah, probably the third best team in, in the division, right? Where would you yeah, rank them? I probably still take the Saints. Yeah, I think the Saints with all their pieces, assuming they get Jameis back is better. I will take uh, the, the Falcons over the Carolina Panthers, or I think even without Matt Ryan. And by the way, now my, my if, if you invested in the Falcons to win the division at all, it's that's... You want to see a Bucks, surprise? What's that? Oh, there we go. The Bucks now minus 270 to win the division. Hopefully people, when Tom Brady announced he was coming back, people jumped all over the Bucks to win the division at plus like 150 or plus 110 or whatever it was. Saints four plus 4.75. Panthers 9 to 1. Falcons 10 to 1. No interest in, in betting any of those things. Like the Bucks are the only bet and they're just too expensive now. If you can somehow parlay them, fine. But um, I... Don't, I wouldn't want to bet on anything uh, on that list. If, I mean, Tampa, if Tom Brady plays six, 17 games, is going to comfortably uh, run um, to run away with this division. I mean, that those odds are why Tom Brady came back. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And by the way, like the, Fa- the Falcons could also just roll out Marcus Mariota this year and with Felipe Franks, sc- sort of tank knowing you got that huge dead cap number. You know, develop some guys, hope you hit on a, and, and draft somebody at eight that you hope can – bolster your defense or, you know, improve your, you know, improve your offense, whatever it is. I mean, it seems like a pass rusher or, or Kyle Hamilton would still make more sense. And then, you know, you maybe look to next year to draft a, uh, to draft a quarterback or, or try and, you know, just try and patch things up for a while until you can find somebody in the draft that you, um, that you believe is a franchise quarterback. Yeah. That sounds like the move here. All right. Well, let's, uh, what about winners and Losers, because Debo requires that we do winners and losers in every single podcast now, which is like, whatever, it's fine. I love winners and losers. Um, I'll, do you want to go first on winners, or do you want me to? Uh, you can go first. Okay. I mean, I'm going to say Matt Ryan is an obvious winner. Um, you could also, you could go Colts as the obvious winner, too, if you want, like, Chris Bauer. Don't steal. Don't okay. steal my winners. I mean, Matt Ryan gets out of a, a, a nasty situation in Atlanta. He doesn't get to spend his entire time playing for the Falcons his entire career, which I'm sure stings. But I mean, how many like Aaron Rodgers is tracking to be the only quarterback and like only elite quarterback in, in recent memory who's going to end up playing his entire career for the same team? Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, uh, Drew Brees, I guess, actually. Oh, no, Drew Brees plays for the Chargers. Um, you know, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, um, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, uh, all these guys end up going to other teams. I mean, Russell Wilson, right? You know, and so Matt Ryan, I think, gets at the age of 36. Let me make sure he won't be 37 by the time he starts. Yeah, he'll be, uh, he'll turn 37 in May. Still has, I think, two to three good years left in, in him if he's on a team like the Colts that runs the football and that will look to create beneficial situations for him. It is a huge, huge upgrade for Matt Ryan to go from the Falcons to the Colts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's we're saying he's going from a team that's a sw- seller dweller to now a, a Super Bowl contender. And so my winner is Frank Reich. This guy has had to deal with so much drama and turmoil at the quarterback position since he arrived. Remember, when he took the job in 2018, he thought, I have Andrew Luck. I have the quarterback of the future. I am going to win multiple Super Bowls, and I am going to crush it. Boom. Andrew Luck is there for one season and then retires. 
Reichenstuck with Jacoby Brissett. So, you know, Brenton, you read that quarterback list, and part of that is that Reich has been there for four seasons. He's had four different starting quarterbacks, obviously Phillip Rivers in 2020, who then retires. You get one season of Rivers, and this really, when you're Reich, you brought in the guy you wanted last year with Carson Wentz, the guy you had faith in. That blew up in your face, and now you're kind of eating crow there, but then your general manager called and says, hey, what if we can get Matt Ryan? And if you're Frank Reich, you're thinking, oh, my God, we can upgrade from Carson Wentz. No one's even going to remember that happened if we can get to the playoffs or to the Super Bowl. And here he is. He's got his fourth quarterback, and besides Andrew Luck, who retired, I think this is going to be – he's got his fifth quarterback in five years. I think this is going to be his best shot at getting to a Super Bowl. Uh, I would say that I think Phillip Rivers maybe eh, – probably comparable. I think Rivers and Ryan – I bet they end up having comparable seasons. Like I think and Matt Ryan could have a better season than Rivers. I, th- I think the reason Rivers made more sense, even in a COVID year, was that he was familiar with Frank Reich's system, and so that's the one thing that that you know Matt Ryan will have to figure out is the new system. But you know, it shouldn't it shouldn't be that big of a deal. You know, in a, in a quote unquote normal off season, I think I would rank Rivers and Ryan one A one B in terms of the the last three years, and then Carson Wentz a clear third. Um, but yeah, if if this works out and you go to the playoffs, and good luck going to the playoffs in the AFC because it's it's really stacked. Uh, but if this works out and your team is good and you go to the playoffs, Jim Irsay will completely forget the Carson Wentz debacle that almost got everybody put on the hot seat. Losers wise, I think there are two clear losers. Um, would you like to go first? Uh, I said it earlier in the podcast, and if you want to mention people in Ohio, I'll let you. I'll go. I'll go a little odd if you want. Okay, I'll go. I'll say Baker Mayfield is a clear loser because Baker Mayfield is being replaced by Deshaun Watson. He's asked for a trade. Now it's great that he's going to get he's going to get his wish and get traded, but the quarterback landing spots are drying up pretty quickly. It's possible that Baker ends up going, and he's not going to Indy now, obviously. And I think that's where he wants. I mean, he's everybody saw it. Indy was the one spot where man, you know, good offensive line, smart coaching, good GM, plenty of money you know, decent weapons can go in there and win early with a, with an okay defense. And now Baker cannot go to Indy. He is probably stuck between what Seattle and Carolina as the, the final landing spot. I don't think the Browns will care that much about sending him inside the conference, although they would probably prefer to avoid it. So maybe New Orleans, Seattle or Atlanta, I mean, New Orleans, Seattle, oh yeah, I guess it could go to Atlanta. Yeah, I think the Falcons, if they're if they're rebuilding, they're not going to trade for someone who has an $18 million salary cap hit. Yeah, I don't think they can afford that with the dead cap hit anyway. Um, so, I mean, yeah, the, the Seahawks feel like the best shot. Maybe the Panthers, like you just said. Um, but, is I mean, is there anybody in the AFC that would even want them? Um, oh, well, take the Saints off the list because they are signing Jameis Winston to a two-year deal. Woo! The base value of $28 million, including $21 million guaranteed. Wow. Sources tell Tom Pelissero and Ian Rappaport of NFL Media. That's a lot of money for Jameis Winston. So there we go. Uh, that means that Baker Mayfield, you're going to the Seahawks, buddy. Pack your bags for the Pacific Northwest because there's no one else who needs a starting quarterback. And you know what? What does that mean for Jimmy Garoppolo then? He was going to be my other loser. Yeah. Um, Jimmy G can't, not going to Cleveland. I mean, where is Jimmy G going? They can't. They're not going to trade him to Seattle. They're not trading Seattle. Which means Seattle's going to get Baker Mayfield now. Yes. Yeah. If Seattle and Baker Mayfield feel like the right fit, uh, Seattle's expressed interest in him, and he's not going to be like, "Wait, no, I want to go to, um, I want to go to 
Indy now. You can't send me there. They're like, look, you either go to Seattle or Carolina. What do you want to do? He's like, all right, you know, Seattle sounds uh, great. Yeah, and Baker to the Falcons wouldn't make sense. They only have thirteen million, thirteen point five million dollars in cap in cap space, so that wouldn't work out unless they wanted to sign him to a contract. I think you could say the 49ers are maybe shaping up as possible losers too, because it's hard to imagine them getting what they want from Jimmy G. Jimmy G might end up staying in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there was some speculation a, a week or two ago that that Kyle Shanahan wouldn't be completely they weren't going to give Jimmy Garoppolo away and if, if he stayed in San Francisco the 49ers would be fine with that even though they're trying to unload him interesting wouldn't that be something and that would be something and you know I think another loser is just everyone in the AFC this the conference yep. keeps getting better and better and better uh, I tweeted out a list of 10 teams 11 teams and four of them are going to miss the playoffs so you're talking about the Bills the Patriots the Ravens the Browns the Bengals the Colts the Titans the Raiders, the Broncos, the entire AFC West. And four of those good teams are going to miss the playoffs. That's that's what this comes down to. I mean, this division, this conference, everything is just loaded. Uh, the Titans are a loser because now their path to an yeah. AFC South title got much more difficult. Um, and you knew, if you're Tennessee, you knew that the Colts were going to get some kind of quarterback. But, like, this is probably almost easily the worst-case scenario for you. Oh, if you were the Titans, you were – praying that Baker Mayfield ended up in Indianapolis. Yeah, Baker or Jimmy G would be the two the two better options. I still think Baker could have been good in Indy, but I feel like Frank Reich and Chris Ballard did would much prefer to take on this veteran who can come in. He's not going to rock the boat at all. He doesn't need you don't need to have any contract talks whatsoever. Just come in, play work hard, grind, get on the same page with your teammates, learn the offense and and you see what they can do next year. So the AFC quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Trevor Lawrence, throwing that list as well, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, and Russell Wilson. That is, I mean, there's like, there were, I mean, I think you can include Tannehill on the list, right? I mean, like he's a. He's more of a Derek Henry product, but yeah, I mean. I'm just saying there are, there's at most two teams, and I guess Mac Jones, like, I mean, there's just not a lot of teams without uh, either a franchise quarterback or a quarterback they spent a first-round pick on recently in the AFC. In the NFC, it's Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray. Like The AFC is so much more loaded at quarterback than the NFC. It's ridiculous how much more loaded they are. I mean, it's it's... It's all unbelievable that this has happened and how uh, quarterback all, all is falling in place for Tom Brady once again. Happy, happy for that lovable loser to finally get a, a catch a break or two. Um, and you know what? Prisco just pointed this out. Matt Ryan instantly becomes the best QB in the AFC South right now, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Um, I would say that the uh, you could also mention that the another loser is the Falcons because you go all in on chasing Deshaun Watson and then you get burned by the Cleveland Browns of all teams who were, you thought were out of the mix. Like the Falcons had to think they were the front runner to get Deshaun Watson. And then you feel okay about trading Matt Ryan. You're rebooting everything. And now it's like you missed on Deshaun Watson and you still had to sort of honor your agreement or whatever it was with Matt Ryan to give it, to send him to a contender. And so now you're sort of just, not that you, 
I think they were okay moving on from Matt Ryan anyway because of the way that the contract set up and just sort of where they were. They needed to do it at some point. But you're much more competitive with Matt Ryan than you are with Marcus Mariota and Felipe Franks, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. But so, you just it's just kind of, you know what, we're chopping this down. We, let's start the rebuild. We're not going to win. We're not We're not a Super Bowl contender with Matt Ryan in Atlanta. Well, Terry, Terry Fontenot had said earlier in the offseason that he wanted to have his cake and eat it too and that they were going to try and rebuild and, you know, reload or whatever it was going to be. And now it's like you are full-blown rebuilding at this point. Yeah, you're not getting your cake, man. Yeah, no cake. Somebody well, stole your cake and ate it. No, you know, you get you get cake. You just don't get to eat it. But You got to stare, stare at the cake. And it's a flavor you don't like, so you, you don't even want to eat it. No, it's a flavor you love, so you, you desperately want to eat it and you're not allowed to eat it. There's no cake, Brinson. Uh, Manny A asked in the chat on YouTube. By the way, if you're in the chat or you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button for us and uh, make sure and hit alert so you know when we go live, like uh, like for this one. Um, would Panthers get Jimmy G for the right price? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think the problem is it would, I you know, they can't trade their first round pick because it's six overall. I They don't have a second round pick because of the Darnold trade, right? And so well, I, the Panthers have all the leverage, like any team trying to get Jimmy, uh, if the 49ers are really trying to unload him, the Panthers are really the only option. I think if the 49, I think if the Panthers offered a 2023 second round pick, the 49ers would jump all over that. I mean, that how do you think really Jimmy, well, the whole Jimmy thing, like, so you're the saints, right? And you just cleared all this cap space and, and you had some draft compensation lined up to land Deshaun Watson that blows up in your face. You could turn around and try and trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, but instead they decided that James Winston was a better option than Jimmy. So think about that. Yeah. I mean, so that doesn't say a lot about Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, It's also like Jameis at a cost versus Jimmy for a draft pick. Like, I don't think the say, I don't think the 49ers are trading Jimmy for less than a second round pick. Yeah, I mean, I think Florio reported that uh, John Lynch said they had an offer with two second-round draft picks lined up, which doesn't sound believable at all, which sounds like Lynch is blowing smoke, not I mean, is this before or after? Uh, And and let's be clear, too. The Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo dominoes were going to fall after Deshaun Watson and then after Matt Ryan. Like Matt uh, in the pecking order of teams and how they want them, Matt Ryan is a or in teams of how the quarterbacks and how the teams want them. I think Matt Ryan was the number two behind Deshaun Watson, and Watson we thought might not trigger the domino because he went to Cleveland instead of Atlanta, but it ended up triggering this domino anyway. And so now Baker and Jimmy G. I, I would guess Baker is next, and then Jimmy G. I mean, the hilarious thing is that Jimmy G. has no guaranteed money. Uh, the Saints just gave Jameis fourteen million per year. Uh, Jimmy's cap hit his base salary is only 24 million. So if you trade for him, you're only taking on like a, a 26. He's got a couple bonuses in there. $27 million cap hit, which is not big for a starting quarterback. And so I think the funny thing here is that four hours could also cut Garoppolo. If they just decided we need this $25 million in cap space. Um, so it was just crazy to think about what's going on with him. Cause it went from, uh, he seems like one of the top quarterbacks out there to, Sean Watson, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan all switch teams, and now there is no market for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. It's crazy. Uh, all right. That'll do it for the Matt Ryan traded to the Colts emergency podcast. Clint C actually threw in this crazy three-way trade. Jimmy G to the Falcons, Matt Ryan to the 49ers. I, I think the I think Matt Ryan's staying with the Colts. Right? 
Oh, oh, yeah. No, that's could easily he's like taking Clint is taking the the Brinson. He has Brintonized that idea with your mad theory that the 49ers want Matt Ryan to reunite him with Kyle Shanahan. Also, I don't know why the Colts, I don't think the Colts will facilitate that because then they'd be left without a quarterback unless they unless they were just trying to pile up picks and then trade for Baker. I mean, so yeah, I, I think the Colts are probably riding with um riding with Matt Ryan. And uh, it'll make for a fascinating season. Quarterback movement continues to dominate the offseason as we watch these guys work out on their pro days. The draft will have an impact on it, of course, and so will uh, the remaining quarterback dominoes. Make sure and subscribe. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, hit the uh, subscribe and hit the alert button so you'll be able to get that Jimmy G emergency podcast or that Baker Mayfield emergency podcast sent to your mobile device. For Breach, I am Brinson. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you guys later. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Fantasy baseball draft season is upon us, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, six times per week throughout March. Sleepers, breakouts, busts, live mock drafts, spring training updates, and everything in between every Monday through Saturday. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.